The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations. The Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey. The incredibly gifted actor Malcolm McDowell's career now spans 50 years. So lucky to have him on the show again. The last time he joined me, we discussed his most iconic role in Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange. His other great roles include the title character in Caligula, as well as The Cat People, Time After Time, The Book of Eli, most recently as Rupert Murdoch in Bombshell, and now in the Big Ugly, as Malcolm McDowell joins me now from his home in California. Malcolm, good morning. Uh, Welcome back to the program. Under the strangest of circumstances, how are you and your family doing? Yeah, we're doing fine. Thank you. And, And you can say that again. Who would have even believed it? extraordinary thing i mean uh, you know it, you know it really has been very little difference to me but i really feel for the people that well a who are on the front line you know all the um, first responders and stuff but you know all the restaurants and the hotel workers and it's just been a nightmare for them you know are you in los angeles because boy that sure is an area one of the hot spots isn't it no i'm um i'm in a little town north of la near santa barbara Okay, yeah. We have pretty much been isolated and uh, very few cases here. But still, one, you know, um, takes precautions. And if you go out, just wear a mask. Big deal, you know. Yes. It's not particularly for one's own protection. It's for somebody else. You know that, uh, and and I think it's important to do that. But anyway, you know, it's certainly not a political thing. That that's what's um, crazy. Exactly. But keeping, you know, you. I mean, young kids, of course. You know, it must be very frustrating for them, particularly because you know they want to get out, see their friends, go into bars, and you know, party a little bit. But that's a tremendous risk because it only takes one. And then they take it home, you know, and they can affect their families and their parents and their grandparents even more. So that's uh, that's a big risk. And, and uh, you know, that's sort of what I think that they're trying to get over as people that you know. Malcolm, the last time I talked to you, we discussed your earlier iconic roles. And I, I'm wondering if there is a point later in your career where you almost felt like you were competing with your younger self to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a question. Well, that's a very interesting thing. That you said, <laughs> actually, um, well, in a way, uh, you can't compete with with that, really, because it was a, you know, those iconic roles were of a time when, um, and, and I just happened to be so lucky to be in the middle of that maelstrom, you know, um, of these amazing movies, um, you know, and it, it led to, um, you know, the Jack Nicholson's movies and stuff, uh, those, he did those little independent movies, you know, Five Easy Pieces, Easy Rider, all those movies. In a way, uh, of course, you can't really compete with that because that was of its time. Luckily, some of these, some of those movies I made 50 years ago are still very, um, you know, vibrant today, and, and they still mean something. Maybe a different um, interpretation we get from them, but they're still because they're classic. You know, they they do they don't date really in their um, in their sort of psychological makeup, if you can 
understand what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one of those was Caligula. Did you see that this young actress, Helen Mirren, was going to be such a huge star as she turned out to be? Well, one can never predict that. I knew she was the best actress of a generation. Yeah. I worked with her twice before. And I, I, we were doing this thing with uh, Laurence Olivier, Helen and I, and Alan Bates did this pinter play. And I was doing this before I was supposed to go to Rome to do Caligula. And I asked Helen if she'd come, you know, and, and actually I said, I'll get you a lot of money. And, and I went in and I think I more or less did a deal. Wow. So I hire us. And I, I took the director to see her in this play she was doing in London called Teeth and Smiles, where she was playing a, a, a rock chick. And she was phenomenal in it. And um, so, of course, I knew that I was working with a great actress. We were great friends back then. I don't see much of her these days. I, I don't think I've seen her for five years or so. But I'm so thrilled for her with her great career. And, uh, you know, she definitely deserves it. Your new film, The Big Ugly, it's got some heavyweight uh, guys in it besides yourself, Vinnie Jones and Ron Perlman. And this really is Vinnie's movie, isn't it? Totally. And... Uh, Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to do it, because he called me and said, you know, Mount, what about it? You know, uh, I, I just would want to play something that's not the villain. Um, and I went, I'm all for it, because I, I was a fan of Vinnie Jones. I liked his work. He always uh, was interesting to watch and played these great villains, you know. Yeah. But um, there's a lot more Vinnie than just that. And it was so nice to see him do a more um, sort of vulnerable kind of character. And he did it, I think he did it beautifully well. So I was very happy to do it with him. You know better than most, I suppose, that once you play a bad guy, that they don't necessarily let you do other things. So this is really a great chance for Vinny, isn't it? Yes. And, and you know, Vinny worked on the script with the director, Scott Wiper, and he, Vinny also raise the money for the movie. I mean, so he is, a, I mean, a one-man band getting this thing together. He got the investors, he went to see them, and uh, with Scott, they went, they, you know, told him how they were going to do it, what they were going to do, and they got these guys who are not normally investors in movies. They uh, talked him into it. They obviously, you know, sold them on the movie and that uh, it would be good and stuff and and uh, they went for it and that was basically you know Vinny uh, produced the movie i mean he certainly cast me because i wouldn't have done it without Vinny being in the lead in it you know so that was it was incredible i mean uh, he deserves to get it going you know well, and I know that you, you filmed in Kentucky, and I think I read somewhere that your 14-year-old son was with you on this trip, and the big excitement of the day was eating breakfast at the Cracker Barrel and going to the Walmart to hang out. <laughs> um, we'd go, what are we going to do today? If I wasn't shooting, you know, I'd, like, I'd say, okay, here we go. So we'd go to Cracker Barrel. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank God for Cracker Barrel is all I can say. At least it was... <laughs> Something that was, um, you know, you could guarantee a good breakfast. It was so hot and so humid. So we'd say, should we? Should we do it? Shall we do it? Yeah, let's go to Walmart and walk around for a while. Well, the Walmart uh, in Kentucky, I mean, they're like aircraft hangers full of stuff you don't need. <laughs> you know, you walk around. 
it's amazing the departments and the stuff they have in them. And um, so we did that. But, but Beckett, my son who was with me, you know, thank goodness he had his guitar with him. So he was really getting into his music. So that was good. And then in the middle of this shoot, I actually, I and he and my other son, Charlie, who's the older, the older, his older brother, we went to Paris for a week right in the middle of it because I had um, a retrospective at the Cinematheque in Paris. I think they showed like 20 of my movies. Wow. And, um, I got to do that, but that was something that was booked way before, you know, Vinnie called, and they made it possible for me to go away, and uh, they shot around me, which was great, so I could do it. In and of itself is, uh, I wish there was a film of you in the Walmart and the Cracker Barrel, because I would watch that. <laughs> well, you know, in this, time of um, sort of um, isolation that we've had, I've been rethinking stuff and I was talking to a friend of mine and we are going to do a film or we're going to do a stage show. I'll do a stage show first of my uh, recollections of making of Caligula. Great. Some of the really hilarious stories and, you know, working with the likes of not only Helen Mirren, but um, John Gielgud, his yeah. favorite actor. Of course, the delightful, delicious Peter O'Toole was very yeah. naughty and hilarious <laughs> and fun. And uh, there's some great stories. So we're, I'm going to do, I think, I'm going to do a, a stage show of it that they'll film, and then we'll put it into context and use, hopefully, I, I haven't even talked to them yet, but I'll um, to be able to use you know, some of the scenes and stuff that I'm talking about and see what really happened and what ended up in the movie. It's quite different. I love that idea. It's Malcolm McDowell who stars in The Big Ugly and it's it's on demand. Malcolm, it's always great to catch up with you. You and your family stay well, won't you? You too, Jim. Thanks so much indeed. Bye-bye. Malcolm once said in an interview, maybe in my 40s, I didn't have such a great time. People didn't know what to do with me. I was a useful rebel in the 60s and 70s, but the Kubrick movie was overbearing. Everything was measured against a clockwork orange, which got a little old. Well, he sure turned the corner on that chapter and has done some great work of late. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.